This is episode 141 of the This Week in Marketing show, also known as your Twim show. And, you know, this will be the last episode of 2022 and an early Happy New Year. I'm your host, Sajid Islam, and today I'll be going over the notable news and updates in the digital marketing space from the week of December 26th through 30, 2022. First off, a question on... SEO. Well, actually, this episode covers only SEO stuff just because, you know, this is the last week of 2022. And that basically means everything is kind of on hold. Everyone is on the holidays. However, Google's John Mueller and Google's team has been quite busy. So, you know, we all have our SEO updates. Number one, the question I was asked was, you know, hey, John or hey, Google, if I were to add um, links to my YouTube video, links to my website on my YouTube video, would I get any SEO credit, uh, especially in, when it comes to backlinking, right? And that's how backlinking works, where, you know, you have a, another outside property, another outside website that puts a link to your website. Um, to that, John Miller says, hey, you don't get any added benefit. And I kind of see why, uh, because YouTube is owned by Google. Uh, so a lot of SEO people, experts say, hey, you can create videos, put your uh, links to your website in your videos. And you know what? This creates backlinks, right? Um, you should never do that. But if you, I would still suggest you put links to your website in your video description only because you know, it helps the what the person watching your video if they want to connect they want to learn more you kind of direct them to your website but don't think this is going to give you any seo credit next up uh, the question was again to google was hey are there any seo benefits if i have if i add page numbers uh, to my paginated pages now what are paginated pages paginated pages are say you know it's a product page you have 500 products and obviously you're not going to show all the 500 listings in one page so what you are going to do is you're going to go ahead and you know split it up maybe 50 products per page maybe 100 products per page and maybe you know 20 products per page. Uh, one of the great example you can do is, and I have been to their website recently, so I kind of remember this, go to Saks Fifth Avenue's website and go into the men's sections and look for searches and you could see, you know, there are like, you know, 500 items on sale. Now, obviously, you can break it down by categories, like whether accessories, pants, tops, t-shirts, and things. You'll still get about like 100 or so per category, right? And sometimes people say, uh, get confused, they do not know what to do, or they say, you know, hey, should I write the title uh, saying, you know, page X of category Y, right? I mean, you know, it's confusing. I mean, if you're ever at that point, you know what, what I mean. So anyway, Alan Kent from Google in the latest Google Office Hour 6, putting page numbers in your title tags for your paginate pages does not help much with SEO. Right. He says including page number in your information about a page will have little effect. It I would include the page numbers if you think it's going to help the users understand the context of a page, but I would not include it in the it on the assumption that it will help with ranking or increasing the likelihood of page being indexed. Having said that, my advice to you is you should always use page X of category Y just because you know if that page were to get indexed, assuming this is not a uh, temporary page or it's not dynamically generated and it's not a sales page, Right, and if it was dynamically generated because you know, it's coming from your inventory database and you know your your things on sale for this week or this month that will not be there next week or next month or whatever, it's a limited time page. Obviously, you don't want it, and then you would use like robot ta robot tags and everything to kind of c control that 
But assuming this is like a regular page where, you know, uh, men's sections and you have five pages, you I would still use the page numbers, page X, category Y, just because, you know, there are chances it's going to get picked up and you know, there is a product in page three that gets indexed and it shows up and someone, a user were to see that. While you don't get a direct SEO benefit, they say, oh, I am on page three, so let me go and see what's on page one and page two. I mean, depending on how you look at it, there is no right or wrong. There are more than nine ways to skin a cat, I guess, uh, or yeah, skin a cat or something like that. So hope this helps. I know I'm not giving you direct answers because, you know, it's more complicated. There is no one size fits all. You need to reach out uh, to your SEO person and discuss this brainstorm and see what's the best strategy for your case. And if you're stuck, you need help, you know what, you can always reach out to us. That's always an option. Next up, uh, again with Google, uh, John Mueller was answering to a question is like, in a, hey, uh, will having cache control headers, will that help with any crawling and indexing? Will that make crawling and indexing faster? To that, John Mueller says, you know what, cache control headers do not really help or apply to Google scrolling and indexing, therefore browsers. Now, if you're not sure what cache control headers are, that's a little bit of a technical term. Uh, and I just happen to know this because we use quite a bit to, you know, to load our website faster on subsequent visits. Uh, the what cache control con, uh, control headers are is basically it's the things that you don't see at the top of a website or a web page that tells the browser what to do. So, for example, if your web page has 10 images and you know that images does not change and you don't want that browser to keep on loading that same cache again and again, the same image again and again, because you know what, it's gonna, it slows your website down. So the first time maybe it takes seven seconds for your website to load, but on subsequent visits, it's gonna be like two seconds or three seconds because that cache of that image or cache of those images that you have on your web page are already present in your browser because the cache control header uh, on your page told the browser to preserve it for 30 days, 40 days, 60 days, a year. Right. Again, it's a very complicated pro. It's a, no, I wouldn't say very complicated, but it's again, there's no one size fits all. I hate to say this. It's just because it depends from website to website, depending on what you are doing. But a good rule of thumb is like, you know, you can always say, you know what, and do a cache control header for 30 days for assets that don't change a whole lot, like JavaScript, uh, cascading styles, CSS files, as well as images. Hope this helps. Uh, but if you need more help, reach out to us. Next up. Uh, Google says just because you have unique text, infographics, and videos, doesn't, will, that will not make your content good, accurate, and helpful, right? And this was in response to a question from a Twitter user that says, hey, my website is in this field of medicine with exclusive content, has uh, uh, exclusive content, our con exclusive content, content is completely unique, we have all articles of infographics, even has dedicated video has been produced, but it seems like, you know, we are not getting enough, you know, links back. It has, traffic has gone down. What's wrong with your Google algorithm? John Miller says, just to be frank, none of those attributes mean that the content is good, accurate, and helpful. Making something good, especially for medicine takes time, much more than writing unique text, adding infographics, and a video. Folks, what this means, and this is exactly what I've been, you know, uh, read, been mentioning multiple times in the past, is like you need to follow that e EAT uh, principle. In the past, it used to be EAT. Now, Google added an extra E, experience to your content and it's not easy 
it's not easy. It's not going to just be overnight. And, you know, just because some SEO guy, I mean, I'm pretty sure I will tell you, this is an SEO guy, right? And the type of question he's saying is basically he is suffering from is like, and you know, he took the the general knowledge, the knowledge that's floating out there just says, you know, hey, create unique content. Some SEO guy taught him this thing. Just create unique content, put some infographics, and wow, your website is going to rank. Voila. It's not that simple. If that was simple, like there are trillions of websites out there, and I say trillions just because in my estimate it's trillions, not billions anymore. Whether it's billions and trillions, doesn't matter. Everyone would be doing that. It takes a lot more work. It takes a lot more hard work. And yes, there are ways people game the system it, and then they kind of get it done. But that does not mean that's the norm, right? Just because, you know, I can uh, drive through red lights and not get into an accident today or tomorrow and haven't got an accident in the past does not necessarily mean that I will never get into an accident because I'm like, you know, basically driving through the red lights correct until or maybe either i will have an accident or i'm someone some days i'm going to get pulled over for you know running a red light and i will get into trouble right so always follow the best practice again you know it's i know it's hard uh, i'm not trying to push you anything uh, but you know if you are confused you need help another set of guidance or another set of pair of eyes always you can reach out okay and next up was and it's actually i like this one uh, this was, you know, hey, Google, uh, should I use the nofollow link or the uh, for links to my social media profile from my website or web pages, right? So what are nofollows? Nofollows are uh, link tags or link attributes that Google introduced back in 2005 to combat comment spam, right? This is kind of goes back into the backlinking. First, when backlinking came up and backlinking was a way to signal to Google, hey, Google, uh, you know, 10 other websites are talking about me, so I must be a very influential website. A lot of the users have basically started gaming the system by going to different blogs, porn sites, and commenting on blogs and putting the link to their website, right? And Google was saying, hey, hold on, hold on, this is crap. Like, you are basically polluting the ecosystem and we are going to put a stop to it. So one of the things they says, you know what, hey, we want you to use this really real REL equals to no follow. That kind of tells, hey, if there are people who are commenting on your post on your website, and you know, if you put that thing in your programmatically, then we will not count it as a page rank. It's kind of as, or we will not, you know, basically treat it as, uh, you know, backlink and give credit to the resulting site just because, you know, ten other websites are linking back to me. But if they have the no follow link, you know, I won't get the credit. Right. So basically the link can be there on your website, but I won't get the credit. So no follow has been there and people have been using this for the social media web, a profile. Like for example, if you go to Market and Grow uh, and if you look at our link profiles and it will say no follow. And what that's basically says, you can, hey, Google, you can follow this to Instagram, follow this link to Facebook. However, you know, don't give credit to Instagram and Facebook just because, you know, we don't want you to give them credit. I want you to kind of, you know, rank our website, do the rank extension. Now, Google's John Miller is saying, look, if that's the case, why, what you want to do instead of using nofollow, and I'll be frank with you, I did not know this, that we should be using uh, rel equals to me, 
That's the new attribute. That's the attribute we should be using because it's an open standard. It in indicates that the destination represents the same person or entity as a current page and it actually helps you overall. So again, folks, you know, I don't know anything. And I, this is one of the reasons why I love this uh, hosting this show is because I also get to learn. And that was the main purpose of doing this show because I was reading everything every week. And you know what? I was like, I got to share this knowledge with everyone. Like, you know, people have to know what I know. And, you know, you don't have to you know, spend three, four hours a week uh, to get on top of things. Right. That's the whole game, because I spend roughly four hours a week reading and bringing you the things that will move the needle in your business. So hope this helps. Again, go ahead and have your website administrator or content developer or marketing team. Make sure to change that uh, real no follow to real me. Uh, again, if you're not sure how it should be written, uh, check out our um, show notes. It's there. It's very simple. Wherever you have the AREF link. You just put in uh, rel equals to me. If you need help, you know who to reach out. Lastly, uh, let's see. Yeah, this is the last one of this week. And, you know, this was a great question from a user on Mastodon to Google's John Miller to say, asking him, hey, John, should I say goodbye to a page that was penalized for having irrelevant and low quality links or will I have another chance to be ranked? Right. So as you can hear from this question, this user is asking John, hey, I know I tried to game the system, I got caught, and now my traffic's not, you know, I'm not getting, I get, either I was I received a manual penalty or that there's no more traffic to that page anymore, whereas I was gaming the system, so I knew there was traffic in the past because I can see it in my numbers, analytics, or search console, what should I do? So John says, unfortunately, up, ultimately it's up to you. You, you if you find that something on your site doesn't work the way you want it to work, you can fix it, make something new, or just move on to something else, right? For algorithmic effects, your changes will be taken into account over time, though it might take a lot of time, so fix it right and for good. If you are talking about a manual action or penalty, you can also submit a reconsideration request for it. There is no magic immediate answer. Even creating something new takes time. If you build the foundation of your site on bad links for a longer period of time, that will have a lasting effect, even if you suddenly fix some things. It's tempting to build a house out of cardboard. It's cheap and it looks like a house quickly. Removing the cardboard doesn't make, a make it a stable house. Folks, that's exactly verbatim what John Miller says. And I will add to it is like, you know, this is why I say a an ounce of prevention is better than a pound of cure. Do not hire and give full control to your marketing SEO team without an oversight. If you need help, you can reach out to us now. Okay, that's a shameless plug. Now, coming back to break it down, what this basically means is don't follow the common advice that you should go for backlinks and then you hire someone who is whose job is to add backlinks and you know, obviously you're going to get all this crap. That's where a pound of, ounce of prevention is better than cure comes in and that's why you need an oversight whether it's us, someone else is up to you. Again, if you don't hire us, it's not going to make a dent in our, you know, in our universe, but it may change your universe just because now you have, you have added an oversight. The second thing is, look at it this way. You can fix something, and what John m mean by algorithmic effects is that 
you fix it, you have to wait, Google have to come and re-index, things like it takes time. Even if you're creating something new from scratch, you have to wait for the crawler to come, index it, add it, find it helpful. So it takes time. SEO is a long game. You cannot just go in, put grass seeds on the ground and think it's gonna, grasses are gonna come out tomorrow, right? It takes a long, long time. It's a multi-year process. That's why you need to start with the right foundation. And this is why I think John is saying you cannot build a house out of cardboards and then, you know, uh, it looks cheap, but it looks like a house. You're going to move in there, but, you know, it's not, and it's not a long-term strategy. If that's the person you are or if that's the, you are not our customer, right? If you are that kind of person who needs a cheap and quick and dirty, like, solution, we are not, you are not our customer, we are not an agency. Now, on the other hand, you could be a victim to an SEO agency who is doing this to you and you do not know, again, this is somewhere you reach out to a third party saying, hey, this is happening, can you be the oversight? Can you make sure, because I'm the business owner, I'm running it and I do not know what's going on, I do not understand all these things, I don't have the time, I don't wanna be the, I just want a third party outsiders to kinda look at it and make sure that you know I they are doing the right by me and you know what, it's something, uh, SEO, it's organic, you know, if it pays dividends and so I want to focus on this. Okay, with that, folks, that's it for this week in marketing. Thank you for staying with me for this year. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I enjoyed. I definitely love to get your feedback. So please make sure you rate the podcast or the show or that you are listening on Apple uh, Podcast, YouTube, or if you're reading the blog, just send me some comments. That would really help. Signing off for this year. Take care. Bye-bye.